0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi,
1: I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow.
1: Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. (laughs) Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. (laughs) Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway the podcast where we talk about Broadway musicals and Fantasyland dark rides interchangeably. If you're enjoying E-Ticket, be sure to tell your Disney and theater-loving friends and family, and why not leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts? Spread that special brand of E-Ticket magic with the world. And check out our Instagram to see photos of our guests at the parks and interact with some fun games and trivia. We're at E-Ticket to Broadway. You can also bring the magic home by checking out the e to Broadway shop. Our merchandise is perfect for a day at the parks or truly any day you wish you were at the parks, which for me is every day. And I imagine that's true for you listening. If this is true for you, please nod your head right now. Great. Now as soon as the episode completes, head to www.eticketpodcast.com to shop the magic. This episode's guest is a firm believer of that Disney magic. He starred as Jack Kelly in the National Tour of Newsies. Here's my friend and yours, Mr. Dan DeLuca. Dan, welcome to e to Broadway. This interview has been a long time coming, as the moment we met, we actually started talking about Disney right away because... I think we were both wearing Mickey Mouse t-shirts. So my question for you is, are you ready to continue this conversation and talk about Disney?
0: Yeah, it's been too long and it has to come out, it has to flow, so let's go. Let's go, it's already I know. too
1: late. we were doing a benefit at the Gershwin Theater, home to Wicked. And literally, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm sure I was wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt and I think you were, and I was like, hey, you like Disney? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Have you always been a Disney kid?
0: Yes. Until I turned 18, then I, unfortunately, I had to become a, a Disney adult, which this is is fine. But well, yes, technically. Technically, yes. A Disney kid.
1: That's when you became a young at heart, as we say.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. A young at
1: heart. You went from a young to a young at heart. Make sure to visit the e-ticket to Broadway shop. We sell t-shirts that say just that. So, Dan, did you have any favorite Disney movies as a kid?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I so I was I'm, I'm the middle child in between two sisters so was heavily heavily raised in the the universe of VHS um, Disney tapes you know like stacking them on top of each other to make forts um, the like you know the, the yeah exactly so I'm trying to think specifically I remember the first movie I remember seeing in the in the theaters was Lion King. For sure. I definitely recall seeing that. And also Goofy movie. I remember seeing a goofy movie in theaters, which I love. We can please go into that topic later. Um
1: oh, yeah, we were. But yeah,
0: those were those were um, huge, absolutely huge. And and Beauty and the Beast was definitely a huge one for our family. And uh, yeah, I mean, na- name any of the that Disney Renaissance those VHSs and we were we were pumping those pumping those tapes out like it was our jobs. So,
1: yeah. They were like this plastic foam, those VHS cassettes. Yeah. And like, again, you just ordered, like you lined them up on your shelf. Yeah. They were so beautiful.
0: Yeah, like Pinterest. We didn't have Pinterest back then, but like the, our Pinterest boards of those VHSs would be would be gorgeous. Yeah. And then also going to like Burger King or McDonald's and getting the toy that aligned with your case and just setting it next to it and being like, you live here that's, that's, that's magical. That's magical.
1: Yes. The, the overlap, uh, you know, if you were born in the eighties or nineties, the Renaissance of Disney films just hit us at such a perfect age that we grew up with it. And it was, you know, then you go to McDonald's and, you know, even though I have a very upsetting story where they tried to gender the Disney toys at, you'd go to, you'd go to McDonald's and if you want the Snow White toys, they'd say, oh, the girl toy. So McDonald's Burger King pull it together, right. but it, it's true. I think we like. There were those collectible cups. Do you remember those?
0: Yeah, I still have those at my, my parents' house. Still, we still have Aladdin and Jungle Book for sure.
1: Yeah. Did you have any favorite Disney characters as a kid?
0: Yes, Peter Pan and Pinocchio were my tops for sure. For sure, those were the guys. Um, I remember seeing also being in the parks at a um, in Disney World in that uh, what was the, what was the parade. Um, remember the magic it was i believe 1997 was the year 1998 was when that parade was going on and peter pan and captain hook and pinocchio and geppetto closed the parade they were literally behind the last float and i was ecstatic because i was like god they saved the best for last just for me they knew i was so grateful that they did that just for me
1: yeah I mean, when you go into fantasyland and you can go on the Peter Pan ride and then Pinocchio ride or is that just your heaven?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It really it really is. And sadly, you know, the Pinocchio ride is not in world any like, but the the um but in Disneyland, yeah, it's it's beautiful. They're just right there. They're just right there. We love it. We'd love to see it.
1: You love those characters. We love you know, them. they're you know, we hopefully learn a lesson that you shouldn't lie, but Pinocchio mm-hmm. is a dark movie as well. It gets a little dark in there.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I was re-watching it. You know, thank God for Disney Plus. It came out and we don't, unfortunately or fortunately, don't have to have all those VHSs stacked on top of each other anymore. But maybe good for the environment, whatever. Whatever it may be. But just I remember watching it and being like, wow, this is so real. I mean, if that's not Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, I don't know what is. like literally being tested and being tested and being tested. It's like, dude, be a good boy. Just be a good boy. And it's like, but the temptations of life. Like you like literally see him like go to Vegas and, you know, in pleasure, pleasure Island. Like, are you kidding me? That's intense. I don't know if I could withstand the temptations of Pleasure Island. Damn. Um,
1: I will say Peter Pan is also one of my favorite movies. I think it's just the storytelling aspects. Um, and I wish I could fly.
0: Yeah, yeah, same.
1: And also, I uh, shout out to a, a Disney redhead. We like those Disney redheads. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. As much as I didn't want to say it at the time, he he definitely is a redhead. But yeah, Peter Pan for sure. Oh my God, flying. I still have flying dreams and they're my favorite ones. It's like, how do we get that? How do we get that? That technology, it's coming. We know it's coming.
1: Well, I mean, you can wait, but also I can tell you how to fly. It's just some pixie dust and think of a happy thought.
0: Right. I'm
1: still working on that. I still have a dark
0: soul. I'm still trying to lighten up apparently. <laughs> so they're not happy enough thoughts.
1: So this is one of my favorite dramaturgical questions of Peter Pan. We clearly know Peter says you have to think of a happy thought, right, to fly. Right. So when when Michael Darling grabs Tinkerbell and shakes her over Nana in the yard and Nana is screaming and shouting, she yeah. starts to fly. Yeah. What is her happy thought?
0: Maybe it's the density of the dogs, um, how just how dogs are such loving beings and loving creatures that maybe it's a density thing of the soul of a dog that like, they are they embody love so much and happiness so much that she just had some leftover um, higher vibrations than the humans did, because we can get so locked down in the uh, in our neocortex with our different thoughts about getting confused about things. But a dog's just like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Even though she's scared, she's just happy to be there still. That's the answer to that question.
1: How's that? (laughs) That was perfect. That was great. Dan, you brought this up already, but when was the first time you went to a Disney theme park?
0: The first time I went, I was around three years old. And I'm not sure if they're actual memories or if I just recall seeing them from old videotapes. But I still recall whatever that essence of that was so very strongly. And I had the I yeah, I had the great fortune of going to Disney World because I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. So that was just closer. I didn't get to Disneyland until my 20s. But yeah, Disney World was that magical place that we got to go to every – for between four and six years we got to visit there and it was just absolutely magical i mean i can look in my face on those old pictures and those old videos and be like wow like he's just yeah he's just having a great time just the fact that like winnie the pooh is standing over there i'm like oh, winnie you old son of a bitch get over here give me a hug like i did i thought i didn't have to like wait in lines so like get over here give me a hug silly old bear like you know just like walking up to things, just be like, hey, how you doing? Like, it just felt very natural, it felt very natural to me that that was um, to exist there. It felt it felt, felt good,
1: it felt like home. If you went when you were such a young human, it's already in your mind. I've, I've spoken to other guests that haven't gone to the Disney parks until they were, you know, in their 20s, and, and it's a different experience. But for those of us that really grew up with it, it's just, oh, yeah, that's that magical place that exists. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right? For sure. Uh, even when I still go back to uh, Disney World specifically, it just it does transport you back to the young at heart times when you just are like, you you know, you have that nostalgic experience. I'm sure like as you get you gathered data from all the guests that you've um, that you've had on the show, that whatever park they went to first was always going to be their most magical one, even though I know there's more historic, deep, rich. Um, vibes within disneyland because that was you know obviously walt built that and you know was there specifically there is something about which i obviously respect and love so 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 much but there's always that element of my physical being was in disney world first so there's something about that there's like a little gem of preciousness that lies within the orlando park that is always probably going to be a little bit more nostalgic or special to my Soul, just because of that, and the impact it had on me at, a, at such a young age.
1: Well said. I am definitely, as I say a lot in the podcast, I'm a land boy, and uh-huh. I think you're a world boy. Just by technical, by physical, by physical parameters. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't mean we don't love the others, but you know, Disney really uses our nostalgia to you know create an experience. And if again, if you grew up, and as your your brain was forming, you know. You're a world boy.
0: Yeah. I'm a boy of the world. A young a young boy of the world. Yeah.
1: That's it. Have you been to any of the international parks?
0: I have. I've been to Paris. I've been to Paris. Beautiful. And I can't wait to get to the other ones. But Paris was interesting because I was so dumbfounded because when I feel like whenever you're in a Disney park, it's always sunny. It's always like bright and sunny. And it's the perfect weather even when it's not. And I wanted the Disneyland Paris and it's cold and rainy. Yeah. And I was like, this feels so strange. Um, they were also prepping for their, I believe, their 25th anniversary. So that a lot of things were under construction and kind of closed. So I don't want to necessarily say I didn't have the 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 fullest of experiences at, at the time. So I would love to go back when I know the weather's gonna be a little bit sunnier, but I mean it was still beautiful, so cool to experience in other cultures version of of what that is but so different just crazy how different it was
1: i remember the last time i was at disneyland paris waiting to go on space mountain with a winter jacket shivering and i was like yeah this is weird it's weird it's very weird you're like something's off here but it's just different it's not bad it's just different will you describe a perfect day at walt disney world what would that what would that be like for you what are some must-do rides dining experiences shows Oh, wow. that would make a perfect day for you oh damn
0: okay cool 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 all right let's head off from the tip top a perfect okay perfect because there's there's a difference between practical and perfect for me as far as the parks go because there is the practicality of like you want to get on the big long line things first just to like make sure there's not that long of a line there is that but if we're not talking practicality we're talking about perfect i would lo- i always like to speak. i have to
1: interrupt and say are we talking about mary poppins who's practically perfect
0: yeah practically see there's there's that there's that in between line there too so she's going to come in with me. she's going to come with but again if
1: she is and if if she appears in the form of a vip tour guide to help you <laughs> make that perfect dream come true live your life it's disney right right so, you're
0: absolutely right you're absolutely right Mary Poppins' job is a VIP tour guide. That is great. That is always a lovely perk. Um, Yeah, first, I like, I love the Magic Kingdom. Like, that is just, that is the essence of what all those worlds are to me. And for other people to say otherwise dumbfounds me, but I still respect and have love for whatever opinion you have. So, first thing there, like, get in there, get a nice, like, let's be basic. Like, let's go to the Starbucks and like grab, like, you know, maybe too, too sweet of a drink or something like that, or a, a bacon Gouda breakfast sandwich, something along those lines. That sounds great. Hit up a few of those like fantasy ride lands. Uh, like, like start with Peter Pan. Let's start, let's, let's start pure. Let's start pure and nostalgic. Let's smack uh space mountain. Let's smack it. Ooh like do that one a few times, go over to splash, get a little bit of wet. You're like, Hey, it is morning. I am here. I am blessed. We are, we are here. Zippity doodad day. Uh, Definitely. Here's the thing that you gotta, as I mentioned this to you before, the country bear jamboree is uh, when I was younger, the first time when I went, when I was three, my mom was dumbfounded at how many times I wanted to sit through those animatronic bears talking about their um, complicated love lives and their drinking problems. Um, yeah, it's a it's a show that all it holds a very special part uh, of my of my being in general. They're my favorite band, the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know the Country Bear Jamboree or haven't visited in a long time. I highly recommend to just go sit in there. They shortened the show, which is a, uh, you know, an offense, but it's fine. I'm okay. I'm doing okay. Um, But they shortened the show from 16 minutes to 12 minutes. But you still get a healthy dose of animatronic bears um, singing about their very complicated love lives and their drinking problems and their, you know, just like – how bears deal with life and you know, they still drink, they, they still can't get it right. They still can't get their Like, it's just, if you really want to see a piece of theater that really reflects, reflects your life back to you, man, go catch out the country bear jamboree because that is a piece that it just delivers, you know, you, you'll, sit there dumbfounded at, at the, sorry, at, at just the, the philosophy and the artistry of the lyrics and uh, the spectacle itself.
1: So in this perfect day, how many viewings are we doing of The Country Go <sighs> Jamboree? Healthy? A healthy amount is probably one.
0: Uh, I have unhealthy habits, so I might go two or three times. But at least once okay. is healthy. That's okay. Once is healthy. Yeah. Sorry, back to the... I got really sidetracked by my passion. But you're good, you're good. Then heading up... Then you got to go Animal Kingdom. you got to do... Um, I mean, you got to go see *Festival of the Lion King*. You got to go see *Finding Nemo*. You got to go do the safari. You got to go do *Everest* four four times. You got to do it four times in a row. You got to go do *Avatar*. You got to you got to just sit in that land. You just got to sit there. You got to sit your butt down on a seat and just say, "What the hell? How did this happen?" And then go sit your butt in that little in that in that bench seat or the or or yeah, go ride the the my gosh, what's it called the. Flight, Flight of passage. passage, Flight of Passage. Get on there and have a spiritual experience. Have the most uh, transformative spiritual experience of your entire life. Some people go to the jungle and do ayahuasca. You can just go to Avatar, like just go to Pandora and, and ride Flight of Passage. It's the same thing. Yeah,
1: it's the same thing. Someone once told me, I was like, "What's the draw of Vegas?" They said, "Oh, it's like a Disneyland for adults." And I said, I- "I'm I'm sorry, but Disneyland is for adults. I yeah. don't understand."
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I know.
1: That is a great day. I, I I love that you were bold enough to start with Peter Pan and expect to still have time in the day. Because if the, you're going to Peter Pan right at the beginning, <laughs> you're in that, you're in that queue for a while, but, but in this perfect day, Mary Poppins is going to, you know, exactly. spoonful of sugar that and get you right to the front.
0: Exactly. I mean, we still, we still got to do, I mean, we haven't even talked about food yet. Like, I mean, there's, there's so much to do. There's Epcot still. We got to get to, there's magic. I mean, the Hollywood studios, that 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 new um, Mickey and Minnie uh, train ride was very, 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 exciting. Like rest in peace, hol- a great, uh, great movie ride. But I was, I had a great time. I had a great time. Rock and roller coaster eight times. Tower of Terror two times. Um, oh my gosh, Star Wars! Are you kidding me?
1: Star Wars. Rise of the Resistance.
0: Rise of the Resistance. That is crazy. That is crazy. I had the pleasure of riding that this in August, I think, or October. And that was incredible. And then more shows like, either way you gotta end up back in Magic Kingdom for the end of the night for happily ever after. But also you gotta see Fantasmic too, because I think Fantasmic is my favorite show.
1: So let's talk newsies. Did you like me watch that movie all the time as a kid?
0: I did not. I found it when I was in middle school. I found it when I was in middle school, but I did not have that VHS. I did not have it. But when I found it in middle school, I watched the. I think it was in con, like in different, uh, <laughs> like ten minute sections on YouTube, and I would watch the different sections on YouTube, and I always and I, you know. I was doing some sort of like some version of choir or show choir at the time we were doing carrying the band or the opening number. And I remember watching that movie and being like, wow, if this ever turns into a, into a Broadway musical, I want to be racetrack Higgins so bad. I was like, I cannot wait to sing that, that line in King of New York of like, look at me. I'm the King of New York. I'm like, that's going to be my, Part. I cannot wait to be racetrack. I can't wait. It turned out a little differently. Uh, my it vision did. It did. My vision was close, but I was off. Uh, yeah, I was off.
1: And do do you remember seeing it on Broadway before you originated the role of Jack Kelly on the Road?
0: Yes, I saw it. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing it. I got standing room tickets with a buddy of mine and watching Jeremy Jordan do it. And I was like, oh wait, no, I think that that suits a little bit better of my of my skills at this moment. And yeah, that was absolutely magical to even hear that Newsies was going to Broadway because it was just supposed to be a paper mill first and being like, I couldn't make it. I, for some reason or other, I, I think I was still in school at the time. I was in New York, but I couldn't make it out to paper mill for, for whatever reason. And they said they were bringing it to Broadway. I was like, ooh this is some pretty good timing because I'm about to finish school right now. So that could be, that could be pretty exciting. And lo and behold, it,
1: it, it fortunately did. Watch what happens.
0: Watch what happens.
1: happens. Seize the day and
0: the world knew it. You know,
1: you carried that banner. Yeah. And met a song.
0: (laughs) That's rich. That's rich. And and it became rich and I became rich. That's rich.
1: What was your favorite song to sing in the production?
0: I always have two answers to this because I loved doing something to believe in with Stephanie Styles. I loved, loved, loved doing that. And we talked about that many times of just being like, how cool is it to sing a Alan Menken Disney love duet under the projected stars, under the the moon, the projected moon and kissing to... And Alan Menken underscore, like that was, that is, that's living. Like that is some prime living right there. Like that's, that's really good stuff. So that was magical. And and Stephanie, I know you've had on this
1: podcast. Well, I was about to talk about Stephanie. She's a good friend to eat ticket What was the other song though? The
0: other song was probably Once and For All. That the song at the end with everybody kind of coming together. And there's just something about that energy of that song and the lyrics behind it. And just the, there's this urgency to saving the day and being a part of that ensemble with those chord progressions and with that key change and with just just this, there's this force behind it that if you do the show or if you see the show, I mean, obviously depending on the production, you're like, there's something really magical about this song specifically.
1: Stephanie, we talked about, she's such a, uh, as I mentioned, a good friend to e-ticket. She shared a photo of you and the entire company of Newsies at the animation studios in California. Uh, Yeah. Did you remember going in? What was that like?
0: Yeah, that was, I remember going there and seeing that building with the seven dwarfs on it, as I recalled from my VHS days of watching that, going in there and, and seeing that. And that was just. It was so cool. That was probably one of the highlights of the of that entire tour was being able to stand in that lot, and we did carry the banner. But I also got to sing Santa Fe by myself completely um, up there, and it was just—I mean, talk about the feeling—the history of that studio, and to be able to stand there where. It's also the, the the little square where like all the handprint. I forget what it's called specifically. The uh, the legends Legends Plaza, something like that. But where all those handprints are, and just singing those songs and to be there and yeah, it was it was just an incredibly incredibly magical experience. It's kind of hard to put into words, but that will always be. When I see pictures of that day, it it it, it captures quite a bit of it, but there's that essence of. Just like, wow, this is magic and in this physical realm, like this is it. This is it.
1: If you were to get a job at the parks, what would you want to do?
0: Probably be Mickey at the end of Fantasmic.
1: And I don't understand what you're talking about. To That's be Mickey's job, that job's not available.
0: Oh, it's not available.
1: Well, if Mickey Mickey's doing it, you're right. Well, you said then
0: to be me, then to be me at the end of Fantasmic. How about that? Like Mickey, yes. Mickey, uh, uh, yeah. He uh, supports me. He like he's like definitely he's spotting me so I don't fall. But yeah, you're too- together. Yeah. We do it together. Yeah, yeah. Like he sets is. off that firework. Or
1: you could be the matinee Mickey. Okay.
0: Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> I guess.
0: I guess I could be the matinee Mickey.
1: There's no matinee of no, 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 no.
0: Fantasmic, David, and I know you know that.
1: There is in your imagination.
0: <laughs> All right, no, I So could've... I get to do daytime fireworks? All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. You said dream job and I'm, I'm settling. But fine. I will take it. I will take it.
1: Okay, so great. Same question, but for Jack Kelly. Jack's, Jack's dream job? Dream
0: job. That is a hilarious question. What would be his job? I feel like he'd want to be the mayor. And he wouldn't really do anything, but he would just kind of go around like being like, yeah, that looks good. That's it. Nice work. Yeah, good. Like he wouldn't really do anything. I feel like he'd just be like stand around. Be like, yeah, that's it. Nice work. Good. Good, good, good.
1: He could be like the character host with Mickey. Like car- like walking around with Mickey, like keeping everything safe and secure. Yeah, he's like security keeping guard in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's super good. efficient. And if the Newsies were to go on one attraction together, which one do you think they would choose?
0: Oh, man. Like,
1: come They're- on, everyone. We're all going on this one ride.
0: The first thing that popped up into my mind, which is hilarious, but this is how I see it playing out. So, everybody use your imaginations. But we get um, we get put onto. It's a small world. But how how it ends up, how it how it how it ends up is though, the the boat stops, and we take over. It's a small world, and it like literally just becomes a disaster. Like the dolls are maybe i'm just like speaking from my own experience of like how it is to be with that group of people to be like i would love to see what would play out if newsies were released into the land of it's a small world and just seeing who would go where and um what uh havoc would uh would just overcome the this pure beautiful attraction and yeah, there's something about that that is so comically satisfying to me to see like what those boys would do to It's a Small World. Like what would happen? I don't know why. That's the most random thing, but I, there's something about that that I think would be hilarious. and could be an HBO uh, miniseries is Newsy's living inside of It's a Small World and the drama that would go down or just the, the shenanigans. Yeah, there's something about that.
1: Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with
0: these commercials? Oh, with this Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, fully regulated by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Dan, it's time for everyone's favorite. This is Fast Pass Answers. I'll put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question for you to answer as many of these as possible. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Dan DeLuca, name any ride in Fantasyland. Peter Pan's what? Favorite snack in the parks?
0: Uh, Oh, man. Oh, man. There's so many. Go with Churros.
1: Name any song from Newsies. Uh, Seize the day. Favorite Disney princess?
0: Oh, Belle.
1: Name a country in Epcot? Mexico. Name any of the seven dwarfs? Dopey. Favorite Broadway musical? Time. Okay, I'm going to give you time to answer because you you chose my favorite character and favorite dwarf in Dopey, so you can have more time. Would you like to answer your favorite Broadway musical?
0: Favorite Broadway musical? Shoot. Shoot. It's always between Beauty and the Beast and Les Mis. I'll say Beauty and the Beast because we're here.
1: You love a French musical.
0: I love a French musical. Yeah. But Disneyland Paris, you know, we could step it up a little bit <laughs> yeah. from my experience.
1: Maybe some heat lamps. <laughs> some
0: heat lamps would be great.
1: Just Lumiere.
0: Or Lumiere.
1: Okay, churros. We're a fan of the churros. Yeah,
0: I like churros, but I like other things better. I don't know why I said that. I
1: got nervous. That's okay. I know. Do you like Dole Whips? I love doll Whips. Do you like turkey legs? Yes. And also no. You know
0: what I mean? I'm like, Fair. there's a part of me that's just like, absolutely. And there's also a part of me that's like, absolutely not. It depends on the day. Most most of the time, no. You honestly know what my favorite is, but I didn't have time to say this in rapid fire. Is the, um, if I want to get filthy, go into the barbecue slaw dog at Casey's Corner, on main street with some french fries and a coke damn yeah you're there for it that's it got it that's my healthy that's that's a healthy choice you know that's the healthy choice super all-natural ingredients put on your thinking ears it's trivia time oh boy
1: Trivia time, Country Bear Jamboree is one of the very last attractions that Walt Disney personally helped develop. Originally planned for a never-built Disney ski resort in Mineral King, California, the show with the singing bears happily moved out to Florida in 1971 and has been performing daily at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World ever since. This attraction opened at Disneyland in 1972, but closed in 2001 to make way for another bear's attraction. Which attraction now stands where the Country Bear Jamboree once stood at Disneyland?
0: Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, it is the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Many adventures. And interestingly enough, Pete Renaday, who was the voice of Henry and Max in the Jamboree, is the narrator of the Winnie the Pooh ride at Disneyland. Did I know that? I don't know if I did know that. On the ride, after you meet the Huffleumps and Woozles, you can actually look to find Max, Buff, and Melvin hidden on that ride.
0: I have seen that. I have seen that, but Peter Renaudet, yeah, who did the the voice of Henry, which was also when I was so ecstatic to hear that your cat's name was Henry. I was like, oh, wow. I love that.
1: Dan, I'm so grateful that you texted me all this week asking to play the game that we're about to play, literally everyone's favorite. This is Santa Fe or Disneyland. So you brought the role of Jack Kelly and Newsies to audiences across the country on the national tour of the Broadway musical. And in the show, you famously sang the song Santa Fe. So in this game, I will share a statement, and I need you to tell me if I'm referring to the city in New Mexico or the place that inspired this podcast. Are you ready to play Santa Fe or Disneyland? Uh, Yeah, it sounds great. sounds great. Interestingly enough, in Disneyland Paris, there actually is a hotel Santa Fe. Really? I did not know that. Here we go for Disneyland or Santa Fe number one. You have to travel to the Southwest region of the United States to visit this place. And once there, you can dive into the local culture, like getting your photo taken with Donald Duck. (laughs) Is that Santa Fe or Disneyland or both?
0: I've honestly never been to Santa Fe, so I don't know if they've got like a big Donald Duck culture there I don't know about, which could be possible. Um, you're right. But it could be possible. It sounds like Disneyland, but yeah, let's go with Disneyland on this one.
1: That is correct. That is definitely Disneyland. Okay, cool, 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 uh, cool. You're off to a great start. <laughs> Number two, climate-wise, this area has cool, dry winters, hot summers, and relatively low precipitation.
0: It sounds like
1: Santa Fe. It's actually both. That's true of Disneyland as well. That, that, well, it's, uh, okay, cool. Okay, great. Both. I like that. Okay, number three. Many people have sung about my magical location on a Broadway stage in many different shows, including Tom Collins and the musical Rent.
0: (laughs) That indeed would be Santa Fe. That is Santa Fe.
1: Yeah. Though of course Disneyland and Disney World are brought up in many you know songs, including "Pulled" from the Adams Family, and uh, right. "Come From Away." Jen Colella famously sings Disneyland in the opening song. Of course, the song from Smile. But yes, this is Santa yep. Fe.
0: Okay,
1: you're doing well. Number four, the most important figure in this land is Mickey Mouse.
0: Once again, I have not been to Santa Fe, so I don't know if this is something that they. Uh, If this is an an icon there as well, but it sounds like Disneyland.
1: It is Disneyland, it is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Number five, in its creation, the fundamental principle was that the town be laid out around a central plaza. Disneyland. Dan, hold on to your butt, because it's actually both. It's both? Okay, cool. It is. I just learned that today as well that the Santa Fe original design was that it was to be laid out around a central plaza.
0: I love that. Santa Fe sounds like, a, like a, a magical place. I really feel like I should get there at some point.
1: It is. Maybe sing a song about it. Yeah, like I should go there and sing about it. Number six. In 2012, this location was listed among the 10 best places to retire in the U.S. by CBS Money Watch and U.S. News and World Reports. Definitely Disneyland. No yeah, question, definitely Disneyland. Yeah. No question, Disneyland.
0: Definitely retire there.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to retire there. You know, they actually yeah. reported it with Santa Fe, but I, I think I, I'm with you. It's definitely Disneyland. It's wrong. It's wrong. Okay, we've got four more. Here we go. Okay. When visiting this land, you can visit a large mansion, which features some supernatural moments.
0: Sounds like it could be it could be both. It sounds like it might be both. You're very
1: wise. You're very wise. It is both. Of course there's the Haunted Mansion. But Meow right. Wolf's House of Eternal Return is a mind-bending, interactive, explorable art experience for people of all ages in Santa Fe, New Mexico.
0: That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. Are you a fan of the Haunted Mansion?
0: I love the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I'm I'm that I'm that stupid nerd who has it all, you know. I know all the words to it and it's really hard to not say it out loud when you're with other people, but like, you're like, okay, let's not be that guy who speaks along with the ghost host. But
1: you know, Dan Luca, this is e-ticket to Broadway. Everyone listening also recites the speech. We're Yeah. With we're, you. This yeah is a safe place. Like
0: even like the, I don't have the Spanish lowering of the safety bar down yet, but that is still a goal. I've been in a lot of um, Spanish speaking countries lately. And I feel like I really have to learn the, the Spanish translation of lowering the safety bar. I will, or do not lower the safety bar. I will do it for you. Yeah.
1: Number eight, a very famous person, beloved by all, often seen on television, in print, and even on the big screen owns a home in this land.
0: I'm assuming Santa Fe.
1: Mm, well, is it's it both? both because, <laughs> it's both because of course, Mickey Mouse has his home in Toontown and Oprah owns a house in Santa Fe. Got it. Mickey Mouse and Oprah. Wow. Yeah. We love them both. I want to
0: see Oprah's house in Toontown. Can we
1: get it? Can we get that? We could switch. Yeah. Maybe they could swap houses or maybe Oprah can just come in and design a new home there.
0: Could you imagine Oprah's ranch in Toontown? Like,
1: (laughs) yes, that
0: would be incredible. Let's do that.
1: I would, even if it doesn't happen, I would like that attraction, you know, Oprah's house in Toontown. (laughs)
0: Like, Oh my God. Like there's these, um, like really, tr- you can read all these like self-help, like tune, like cartoons or things like yes. that, or sip some. Like she has a tea cafe that overlooks like this Zen river.
1: You're like sitting on the couch and it like moves around and like yes. you get to interview people. <laughs> yeah, I love. Yes, number nine for Santa Fe or Disneyland. Here you can visit what is said to be the oldest living church structure in the United States.
0: Probably, I hope it's Santa Fe.
1: It is Santa Fe. San Miguel Mission, uh, also known as the chapel, is a Spanish colonial mission church in Santa Fe, and it was originally built around 1610, Okay, much earlier than 1955. And finally, beautiful mountain scenery and horses occupy part of this land. Both. Yes, solid win. Because of course, in Santa Fe, the mountains are real, but in Disneyland, there's Frontierland, the horses on Main Street... So Dan, you did wonderfully on Santa Fe or Disneyland. Your prize is that you get to walk down Main Street singing Santa Fe.
0: Oh my gosh, cool. That sounds great, that sounds great. Thank you.
1: Now let's hear from some of you. Uh Dan, we put on social media, your fans have come with their Disney questions. Here we go. Jedward Graham wonders which is your favorite underrated attraction.
0: I think it's Country Bear Jamboree. Like I, I feel yes. like that is that has to be that it. Is correct. There's so no other way. Yeah.
1: Similar thinking. Anna asks, "What is the most underrated Disney movie?" Oh wow! Country Bear Jamboree. That the Country Bears. Yeah, the
0: Country Bears. <laughs> yeah, the My Bears. gosh, catch it on Disney Plus. I'm the only one who watches it on there, I think. They keep it on there for me.
1: Um Is there another one?
0: Man. There's so many. Oh man. Man. It's almost like what genre? Like, I even think like going back to like Robin Hood. Like I love Robin. I love that movie growing up. Um. Or even things like yeah. I don't know. I even love like A Wrinkle in Time. I love that movie, and it like did I not that many people even saw it or 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 even necessarily like necessarily liked it, but I loved it. I love that movie. Oprah, my gosh, we need it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we need it. Aaliyah asks if you could retheme any ride to be a Newsies theme. Which one would you choose?
0: Oh my gosh, that's a great question.
1: <sighs>
0: oh man. There's something about like escape to Santa Fe on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad that that sounds right.
1: Yeah, that does sound right.
0: Or, <laughs> or just the, the cast of Newsies is taken over. It's a small world. There's once again, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something about that too.
1: Laura asks, "What is your favorite ride at Disneyland?"
0: Favorite ride at Disneyland.
1: It's <sighs> so hard. What is one that you love? I mean, you mentioned Peter Pan's Flight. You mentioned Space I know, Mountain.
0: especially Peter Pan's Flight at Disneyland. I mean, the Disney World one is tragically nostalgic. It's, I would say, tragically nostalgic. I go in there and I'm like, how is this still allowed? But I love it. And the Disneyland, the upgraded version when you're like, oh, okay. This, I see, I see.
1: Watch the YouTube video of Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. Shanghai. It's stunning. It's God, so cool.
0: Blew my mind. But the one thing about that, though, they used the theme music from Peter Pan to Return to Neverland over, when you're flying over Neverland, which I was like, this is a bold choice. We're not going to play You Can Fly, You Can Fly, You Can Fly. Just a a bold choice.
1: I mean, I loved Return to Neverland. I do too. When I saw Return to Neverland in the movie theater, I was sobbing at the end. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Okay. Question of the hour. Melissa poses the question, if Country Bear Jamboree were to find its way to Broadway, which bear would you be?
0: Oh, man. I honestly, I would love to, to play Henry. The the Big Al track definitely seems like the Princess track, and I would definitely love to have a good time with that. However, I'm not sure my vocal range uh, can withstand those low notes like that. I'm not sure if I could. I'm not sure if I could hold up. I'm not sure with with the heavy drinking and uh, the low notes. It just might be too much. It it might affect my personal life. I feel like I would get into it too much, and it would affect my relationship with my family, and it might get dark. So we'll say yeah, Henry. Let's not do that.
1: Let's do Henry. Okay. <laughs> Craig asks, what was it like surprising the El Capitan audience watching the news's movie?
0: Oh my God, that was so much fun. That was a blast because it was it was a sense of total confusion. Like, the, like they were there for the screening and it was the, it was the movie reunion as well. And so whenever the movie credits were done, the screen went up and it was King of New York. And so there was this sense of what the heck is happening right now? Um, but that was also the same thing. I got to sing Santa Fe on my own in front of, in that room and all my, it was just electrifying knowing that that movie cast was there, uh, like with Kenny Ortega in the house and the writers and, uh, just the, the people who were there, you know, you know, they were there because their blood pumps with that, with, with those, with that music and with that story. So that was just. That was insane. That was insane to uh, to be there and to do that. That was so much fun.
1: And finally, Andrew asks, what is your favorite song from Pete's Dragon?
0: Oh,
1: what is my favorite song? I mean, there's so many I'm assuming many you're ones. talking about old,
0: old Pete's Dragon, not the new Pete's Dragon.
1: I would say the original, yeah.
0: I would say the original. I mean, Candle on the Water is just... a hauntingly beautiful song but i also love mickey rooney i think he he is a i this sounds like an insult but like it's not meant to be i feel like he's a joke to our existence as humanity like mickey rooney was like this alien who came down to earth to be like mickey rooney um and I feel like he's got a lot of incredible moments in that movie as well. But I do love, I honestly did love the new Peach Dragon as well. And there's some beautiful music in that as well. That's something wild song by like Lindsey Sterling. And like that's a bop. Something wild from the new Peach Dragon is also a bop the song. So either way.
1: It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum time for Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options. Let me know which one you prefer. Here we go. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Space Mountain or Thunder Mountain? Space. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, It's a Small World or The Great Movie Ride? Oh. It's a Small World. Pre-newsies or (laughs) post-newsies? Honestly, both. I'll take both. Uh, this one, I think, I know the answer: Fantasmic or the Main Street Electrical Parade.
0: Fantasmic,
1: yeah, but Fantasmic version one at Disneyland, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm I strongly agree with that uh, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, King of New York, or Watch What Happens. Oh, dang! I love them both, but King of New York is
0: that was the song I originally loved from Newsies the most.
1: And finally, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, eye to eye or stand out? Oh. Eye to eye. Yeah.
0: Definitely eye to eye.
1: I can't choose. Standout's I love great. them both. I love them both very much.
0: But the, like, listen to each other's hearts, like, that is, like, that's awesome. And for those listening who don't know, but Jack Feldman, who wrote, although he didn't write that song specifically, but Jack Feldman, who wrote the lyrics for Newsies, also wrote the lyrics for Goofy Movie and... He's so bored of me talking about Goofy Movie with him. He's like, do you want to talk about something else? I'm like, no, let's just talk about more, about, more about a Goofy Movie.
1: Dan, if you could describe that feeling you get when you see the castle down Main Street when you enter the Magic Kingdom, what would you say that feeling is?
0: Wow, hope. It's a feeling of hope. For in a world that can seem so cynical and so out of alignment, there's something about that symbol where people from all over the world, no matter your background or religion or space you're from you can go there and i would say the collective is excitement and being young at heart and people will you stand there and you look at that and you see that no matter what's going on in the world you, you go there and you're like hmm, there's still all of these people still believe in this magic all of these people still believe in this childlike wonder. And if that's not something to give you hope, especially on such a grand scale, I don't, I don't know what else is.
1: And what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to a Disney park?
0: <sighs> Probably go look at the castle. Like, Just go look at it. Just exactly that.
1: Well, Dan, thank you for joining me on e-ticket, sharing your love of the country bear jamboree, Peter Pan, <laughs> Pinocchio, that wonderful meal at Casey's Corner, uh, and your time in Newsies. I hope we get to go together one day. But thank you so much for joining me. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for reaching out. This is so much fun. Of course, and we'll see you at the parks.
0: Thanks for listening, hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of Maestro Music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work,